Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight, Australia Season 8, Episodes 9 through to 16. Now, before we get into that, Chris, you've been peppering our social media with pictures that are making <laughs> me really jealous about fucking being on holiday and stuff. So how was it? <laughs> it was really good, Dave. Actually, and we, look, we 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 should have been in Vegas. We ended up in Greece. What a lovely, lovely place Greece is. We've been a couple of times now. I absolutely love it, Dave. I just ate my body weight in food and drink. <laughs> I was having pina coladas at ten o'clock in the morning. That is ridiculous for nice. me. So, you know, I'm much of a soft ass drinker. I am, but but the only thing I'd say, the, we drank some days there for eight hours solid. Not drinking every 15 minutes or anything like that. But we were steadily drinking one drunk once, Dave. So it must have been, maybe it was a non-alcoholic. It's, it's weird. I, I think there's two things going on there. I think if you pace yourself throughout the day, that's that's different to if you binge it on a Friday or a Saturday night. Um, but also, you're not having to go and operate heavy machinery or anything. <laughs> you know, you're just sort of chilling by the pool, aren't you? So it's, you know, I think, you do tend to get drunk, but not like blind drunk, uh, yeah, weekend yeah. warrior style. Yeah, that's true. But, um, I I went to Corfu years and years ago. So I, it, it, is it the same way you've got like put your toilet paper in the bin? Can't put it in the toilet. Oh no no no! We've 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 so, we're fine. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. That was the only thing I really didn't oh, like about that's that. Minging. It's oh. nasty. <laughs> oh, Dave! You just—you took us in a right fucking rabbit you've never, hole. You've never done that in Greece. Never, ever, never, never. Oh. Well, no, don't forget, I've only been over the last two years. I've never been before. Uh, that's true. Oh my days, Dave! That is they, horrendous. They, they used to say, like, you know, it's because all of the sewage works and stuff. It can't cope with the, you know, with the paper. Oh, so which is why I've never been back, Chris. <laughs> It's I don't think I'd have gone either, Dave. Oh, my word. But anyway, on that note, <laughs> on that bombshell, on, <laughs> let's get into uh, our different couples. Which which couple, which glorious couple would you like to start with, Chris? Well, Dave, I'm going to go with these actually two couples because it, it includes all four of them. So we're going to talk about... Uh, I was going to say Coco and Sam, and we've got Cameron and Samantha. Now, Dave, you know me, and I watch all these shows. You watch them now. You're an aficionado like myself. Cameron and Coco have 100% been having a double, Dave. 100%. <laughs> you don't get that sort of chemistry and the fake laughing and the, 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 the fakeness to the camera about like, Where's the connection coming from? Obviously, they're not filmed 24-7, but these two are, have got a physical connection. They literally want to rip each other's clothes off. And we had literally half of the week was about this, this foursome, basically. So Sam, who's with Coco, is a bellend. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, in fact, we're including three couples because Bryce gets involved, who's another bellend. However, he was getting called Gonzo by... <laughs> Sam and someone who has a big nose I'm pissing myself again <laughs> I've been called Gonzo Bryce didn't even know who that was Dave I mean 
Let's start there, actually. Sorry, I know I've flitted a bit, but what what do you understand Bryce's reasoning? Because I was thinking he was being a knobhead with, with the girl he's with, and he was being horrible to her, but yet he had an opinion on their relationship. And I was like, I don't get you your argument. Yeah, I mean, what a shower of bastards for a lot of them. Are, <laughs> I mean, they're just, just uh, we could start anywhere. So let, let's come back to the whole Coco and Sam thing, um, or Cameron thing. Bryce. Yeah, so so I think in the last episode, it was just at the point where he'd called out Sam for being a bit of a dickhead. And we were like, well, good on you for calling him out. I mean, you're still a prick, but, uh, you know, at least you've called him out. So Sam is a bigger prick. So calling him out net, you know, it makes it better or it kind of makes it okay. But Bryce is, I don't know, he's weird. He's got... Like the red mist just descends with him, doesn't it? You know, even before the whole that that dinner party, where he's really kicking off with him and Sam. You know, he, he just went on a wonder, didn't he? Out about the city, and like Melissa had no idea where he was. And again, she she just kind of backs his play, whatever his play is, and she kind of she gets a bit upset. And she did say that she was upset this time rather than just getting on with it. But I, I just don't think Bryce really has any respect for her at all. And the way Bryce was going on at Sam, again, I think Sam is a tool as well. So I'm kind of like, okay, I can see why you, you may be wound up. But it's when he just won't listen to what anyone has to say. I don't like how he tries to pull everyone into the argument. You know, if you're going to fucking have a go at someone, just man up and uh, probably shouldn't use that term, but fucking own it. You know what I mean? And just have a go yourself. Don't be trying to drag everyone else in. And yeah, I just, I thought in that sort of heated argument, I thought Bryce and Sam both came off as badly as each other. Bryce, again, he's got a different style. I think Sam, Sam is kind of like, a 15-year-old kid. You know, he's like, everything that he does, what was he said? He said something like, oh, you, my, you've got the personality of a doormat, and that's an offense to doormats. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. If I got that sledge, I'd be like, what a fucking, oh, I'm wounded. What a terrible fucking witty <laughs> thing to say. We fucking bellend. What sort of fucking insult is that? The Gonzo one, I'll give him that. But, you I'm know, again, it's not, that. it's not fucking, you know, it's not up there for originality, <laughs> is it? I mean, someone's got a big nose. <laughs> Steady. But David, he's when he gets saying keep your beak out, and I'm thinking, Bryce isn't getting what he's saying here, is he? You know what I mean? I was fucking wetting myself, just childish. It wasn't even banter, was it? It was just childish fucking nonsense. Just but sniping, wasn't it? It's not yeah. banter at all. No, was it? And Melissa, who he's with, he's, she seems so down on herself. I know I called her out in the last episode about this you know, being a booty call for her ex-husband and that. But she seems so emotional and on the edge, really unstable. Mm. And I don't think, I mean, as soon as he gets called out, he literally gets her in a fucking headlock and he's like, yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're together. And he's like grabbing her sort of thing, kissing her. I don't get it. I don't know why he's having a go. And I must admit, Coco did say something. When he was having a go at Sam, he tried to get the whole of the room on mm. his side and Coco went, oh, no, no. 
this is you. This is your argument. Don't yeah. bring us into it. Now, I've got to give her credit for that, Dave. I'm going to go in on her in a minute. But I did think she was right because that was a typical shithouse move. If you're going to call someone out, stand by your words at the end of the day. Don't bring <laughs> other people in. Yeah. And look, Coco was in a fucking see-through stripper's outfit. So, <laughs> you know, so she was, she's fucking moved way past Sam. She doesn't give a shit, doesn't want to engage or anything. And Bryce is fucking fighting there like scrappy do. Just fucking drop it, mate. And he doesn't give a shit about how Melissa feels. And like I say, she'll back whatever play he makes, but he doesn't give a fuck about her. She's just kind of there. And he's just, he's only interested in having this argument. And I just, he is a prize fucking tool. I actually think, Chris, he gets tool of this episode. Yeah. Just the the way he was. But I mean, we'll probably come back to him a bit later. But I mean, (laughs) so Coco's fucking black negligee type thing. Oh, my What? I'm with you. Uh, so before we started on Bryce and Melissa, you, you'd said about uh, her and Cameron definitely having a dabble. 100%. <laughs> you know, yeah. when the cameras are off, they've been up to it. Now, the way it played out, I'd kind of warmed a bit to Coco because I thought the way she was treated by Sam was really off. I didn't like it. And she actually, I thought, came off pretty well. But you know the old saying, the or, or the old adage, might I say, uh, the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> the way she's going on about, oh, there's, there's nothing happening there. And when she's doing, you know, the talking to the camera, you're kind of like, okay, I can half buy this. But when she's on the sofa saying it to the, uh, what are they, the matchmakers, the love experts, fucking experts, um, <laughs> When she's saying it to them, and she is blatantly fucking lying through her teeth. Yeah. It's like, okay, that, now I'm not convinced at all. There's definitely more than has gone on on camera, and uh, she's just blatantly lying about nothing happening between her and Cameron. The way she, that she's kind of like, she's making herself out to be this martyr. It's like, oh, these other people at the dinner party were talking about us and, uh, you know, me and Cameron. And, and I just thought, well, rather than you, Sam, having uh, people talk behind your back, I, I thought I'd come and, and let you know, you know, this fucking great bastard I am. So <laughs> it was just <laughs> her kind of swan song, if you like, out of this season. She is it, almost like a bell curve of credibility. She started off with none. I thought she was fucking loud and obnoxious and and uh disrespectful then i kind of warmed up to her and then she's ended up back down with no credibility again yeah and, what and say you to that no look <laughs> it's better sometimes when we do go against each other but but i'm with you 100 percent. she's a little snaky fucker so is cameron and it's like look and i think the one thing i'd say dave they're in that this situation for the tv show not for love because Anybody with a fucking brain would put two gym bunnies together who actually say they would like (laughs) someone who's got the same interests as them. So what did they do? They put Sam with Cameron, who has no interest. She's got two kids. She's got no interest or time, to be fair, in going to the gym because she's got a family. He's not into that. As soon as she said she had two kids and obviously a failed marriage, he was not interested. You've got 
Sam on the other side with Coco, who's a hustler, a clothing hustler, who's a complete knobhead anyway. With the he has no, I mean, we said this last week. We're not sure whether he's on the spectrum because he has no self awareness and he completely clams up and hates when someone is attacking him. Considering he is so open and up up front, they're all a bunch of bastards, and I don't think the two Sams would have worked together anyway. Dave, it works for the TV show. Ultimately. When Samantha binned off Cameron, sort of saying, look, you know, we've had enough, blah, blah, blah. You do you. The old classic, Dave, look, you can do it. It's fine. I have no interest in you. But then absolutely goes mad because she's upset. She's scorned. She was playing up there for me as well. She knew what she was doing, but I do think she was in the right. However, them two together... It just—I don't even think it'll even work. I don't know, you know, the situation after the show or whatever. But the Sam and uh, Coco and Cameron—that won't work at all. That is a lost thing, I think. Well, they'll be banging like bunnies for a, a week or so, I, I imagine. Once they're out of there, because <laughs> they did decide to leave. Um, but you know, who knows what it'd be in the long term? I, I think Cameron has got a real issue with his. Uh, sort of emotions and expressing himself. Uh, I think he just, he, he does that fake nice guy thing when it's all going well, you know, when everything's new, he's, he's acting like a, a nice guy, but then very quickly like comes to the boil and then just storms off. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd, I can't imagine him with someone like Coco in the long term, to be honest. No, me, t- me neither, me neither. And segueing over, Dave, another couple who have got zero chance of being together is James and Joe, Dave. So James is the narcissistical millionaire wanker who has such a high opinion of himself. Some of his actions this week have been like proper TV goal, but also like, no wonder you're single. You might have all this money, but you. for me, he's got no personality. He's got terrible manners. He really derogatory to Joe. And I don't think Joe did herself any favours towards the end of this last week. However, she had a she had had enough of his bullshit, Dave, because he, he just does not like being told, no, he's obviously got his own way because he runs a business. Nobody's got the bottle to stand up to him. And as soon as she gave him a little bit back, he was off, wasn't he? Yeah. And whereas some of the other people we've spoken about are more outwardly and obviously arseholes, I think James is, he's fucking right up there, but he's much more subtle about it. And I actually think a lot of the things that he was doing was quite abusive. Like he was proper, like he'd pull a fucking sulk. You know, she said something. What was it? Oh, it was uh, stay for now and he spat his fucking dummy out at that and then you know he disappeared for a while and she's trying to find you know where's he been and stuff and he's just like you know who are you you know what what do i owe you kind of thing he was probably like gaslighting her and i thought we'll speak about the the newer couples later and i do think joe made herself out to be a bit of a dick there but i think Part of that is because where she'd been mentally, you know, over the last week and and just, you know, this arsehole like, is a fucking precious wallflower one minute. You know, she says one misspoken word, he's fucking sulking. But then, you know, he's throwing out all the barbs that he wants. I I just think out of that couple, yep, never, ever 
gonna fucking work. And he's a prize fucking bell end. He is a bell end. And what do you do, Dave, to the woman you're supposedly trying to make her life together with? You go and kiss one of the fucking judges and tell her that you're in love with someone else. What a bell end. Did did he think genuinely that was funny? Like, or is he just I think he's just trying to be hurtful there. He's he's had his little ego bruised. And so he's just trying to be, he's trying to do all these little things that are just nasty and just try to get a rise out of Joe. Again, I I think it's a fucking, I think it's an abusive fucking behavior. Yeah, of course it is. It's the old classic, isn't it? As soon as she says, you know, calls him out on it, he's like, oh, it's only a joke. You know, that old line, Dave, that's abuse. That is abuse. He's been horrible to her. And I think, it was the straw that brought the camels back in the end, by the end of the week. You know, the, the poor girl had just had enough. She's been absolutely committed to the relationship. She said they were together and everything. And he's just been an absolute prick for me. Just a real, yeah. real prick. But anyway, Dave, we did get new couples, didn't we? So we lost well, Cameron and before, Coco. Sorry, before we get onto the new couples, we've skipped out Bex and Jake. You know, speaking of uh, great couples who who might fucking make it, yeah, right. As as much as James is fucking abusive and gaslighting, so is Bex. Yes. And I fucking, everything I've seen about this franchise, Chris, they kind (sighs) of, James's behavior was abusive, subtly, I think. Bex is just fucking obvious. But I think because it's a bloke, it's like, it's all fair game. <laughs> and and I, I think like no one has a, has a problem with it, but she is fucking horrible. She just continues to drag him down. She said all those horrible things to the, to the matchmakers about, you know, he's not fucking funny or anything. Jake goes to have a few beers with the lads. And she's having a go at him because he didn't fucking, he wasn't there for her. <laughs> I'm like, Unbelievable. Fuck me. And he ends up apologizing. I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> she, she, I, I know last week we were saying, well, I said like Bex and Sam were probably the two worst for me out of this uh, season. And I think Bex, in terms of the girls, for me, she's the villain of the piece again. She, she's just horrible. Yeah, she, she's got no self-awareness, has she? There's no reflection. No. There's nothing on her. She just... I don't, I can't work out whether she's got that spoiled princess complex where she's never been told no. A bit like James, same thing. You know, just someone who's gone through life stomping the feet and getting their own way. But mm. he is a good-looking guy, Jake, and it's not all about looks, but he's got a nice personality. He's doing positive things in life. What has she got to offer, Dave? An Instagram fucking page promoting fucking nail varnish or something. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's absolutely bullshit with people like this. And she's perfect for this sort of show, without a doubt. You need people like this on yeah. the show. But I find myself with her, like James, getting more and more annoyed. Because, the, you know, the, the four we mentioned at the top of the show, they're all just fucking balloon heads. Absolutely you know, the one way or the other, maybe Samantha's the only one who comes out of it with a bit of something, but the other three are all bellends, you know what I mean? All of them. But James and Bex, as she's called, are just different gravy for me. She's mm. abusing him the same way that James is abusing uh, yeah. Joe. Definitely, definitely. 
Yeah, absolutely. And whereas I said, like Cameron, he seems like a fake nice guy. There's this kind of simmering rage just below the surface. Jake, everything I've seen of him, he does actually seem like a genuine nice guy. But she's constantly chipping away at him with the criticisms and stuff. And no one can just sit there and take that without it having a cost. And and I just think, again, given what his history is, there is a bit of a duty of care here, isn't there? Surely from the producers to say, look, this guy did try and take his life once. I know. We'll put her with the biggest fucking gaslighter we've got on the show. <laughs> Great. Uh, That'll make great fucking TV, it will. Yeah, yeah. Forget <laughs> mental health or anything, Dave. That's just yeah. fucking want and destruction. No, I'm with you on that. Completely with you. Now, Dave, what did you think of the new couple? So so we started off and we got Johnny, bit of a good-looking lad, isn't he? You know, he, he's ripped up and everything. He, he was chatting away. Uh, he ended up uh, getting with Kerry. Now, mm. interesting because they're both good-looking people. The wedding went well. We did get the split. So they sent half of the, the original cast to these weddings and half. And I've got to say, Dave... Those fuckers think they're something. So they came in together. Obviously, it's a very Love Island type situation. All the people who are doing it are going through this experience together. Nobody on the outside would understand that until you get in there and do it. But I did think the first wedding, which was Johnny's uh, and George's, uh, not George's, Kerry's, I did think mm-hmm. they, they were up their own ass when they got out of the vehicle. And they were a bit like, oh, look at us. We're part of you. You know, we're, we're just like you. And I'm like, you bellends. But I, I, I did honestly. They just—they look like the fucking fe- that little bit of fame that they, they know they're getting has gone to the head slightly, and they were all a bit like disrespectful. The families are all looking there. Who's who's Johnny going to get married to? Who's Kerry going to get married to? But what was funny was the camera work was impeccable because Kerry's telling Johnny that she's been married before and everything, and he. It pauses on him and you're thinking, fuck me, these are all over here. These are, and I'm going to call out the camera work actually and the way they, 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 they climax some of this. And you're thinking, fuck him, now this is terrible. Oh my God, he's going to go, right, well, I'm having nothing to do with you. you you've already been married. And then she, he goes, so have I. But we had five minutes building up to him saying that. In the context <laughs> of that conversation, it had been a two, a 20 second interaction, wasn't it? He's been married and they seem sweet together she was relieved i've got nothing bad to say about them i must admit well apart from them being up their own ass <laughs> no not him they weren't i thought the original contestants were when they oh right yeah i was trying i was trying to reconcile that in my head i thought i, I don't know i thought they seemed all right <laughs> as a couple and i'm like I, I didn't think they had that yeah you're absolutely right about the original cast though they walk in all of them like bertie big bollocks like they're fucking these massive famous people now so yeah, yeah and was it this one or was it the next one I, I can't remember where joe starts almost like fucking heckling where she's saying oh you look the great together That's you know is it the next one is it so you know but give it five days then it's a roller coaster oh sorry no like, it is it is this yeah, one I, I, was, I was thinking yeah. it was this one so um yeah, then it's a roller coaster. And she's like, she's that fucking embarrassing, you know, family it's member indeed. who's had too much fucking to drink. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's time to go home. Um, 
and and if if it hadn't have been for that, I'd have had more sympathy with Joe over how James was being fucking horrible. But um, but yeah, I think in terms of Johnny and Kerry, I mean, what do you reckon to that that whole relationship with Kerry and her ex? Because I, again, I, I'm questioning it might be a bit of an editing thing here, but it didn't sound exactly convincing. When she's saying, you know, it just kind of fizzled out to nothing. And then, you know, we still get on really well and everything. And, you know, later on on the honeymoon, it starts to become a bit of an issue because, you know, it's it's obvious this guy, this ex has been texting while she's been there on the honeymoon. And so I, I just I'm on the fence about that. Well, I, I'm OK with, you know, yeah. relationships kind of. Um, being a bit different and outside, you know, the normal convention, but it, it just struck me as weird that. Right. So Mr. Horrocks was there and I've got to say, Dave, I've been called out on this. It's back, Dave. The reality. The reality radar. Radar. It is back, <laughs> my friend. We've not seen it. We have not seen it at all, but it's back. So what I'm saying is Kerry, I was all in on, when she said that, and they were talking, now Johnny said to her, look, I want speech. I want dig you out like what Joe's just done with, with James, even though James deserved it. Joe was that pissed up auntie in the corner before. I see this TikTok, Dave, where it's like a woman saying, it's, uh, I've had a drink, so I'm going to bring up something from five years ago to start an argument with my husband. You know, or, or like a guy says it, I'm, I'm going to bring <laughs> up something from five years ago and have an argument with my wife. And he run off like with a glass of wine in the hand. It just felt like she had a lot of stuff to get off her chest and she fucking give it in. But then he tried to reconcile it by, I never said that. Anyway, he did. Kerry, Dave, you know what I'm thinking, what I'm going to say now? I'm saying Grant crap all over again, my friend. I'm saying Jordan of Married at First Sight UK. I'm saying I want to be famous, so I'm going to fake a relationship just to get a bit of TV time, Dave. So that's mm. exactly what I thought when, I, when she said that. Yeah, I think um, it's 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 looking that way, isn't it? It just like I say, I can I'm fine. You know, some some marriages do just fizzle out, and then it's all very amicable. Um, I, I'm prepared to accept that. <laughs> the continual texting and yeah, te- texting while you're on the honeymoon as well. It's just that is that is a bit too far, isn't it? So the. Yeah. Let's see on the reality radar, but uh, yeah, there's there's just question marks for me. There is, and, and the next couple we got, because they were obviously segueing in between both couples, we get Liam, and he goes with Georgie. So Liam, you know, he's a prison officer from Brisbane. Georgie's there 25, he's 29, she's 25, look well suited together. And straight from the off, Liam mentions that he's bisexual. He's looking for a relationship. He wants kids. He was dead open about it, Dave, and fair play to him. You know, he, he's, he's not hiding behind anything. There's nothing untoward. But I do think when it came to the wedding, and obviously he then tells everyone, he keeps telling everyone, and George is like, again, the editing, this one called the editing, because it makes it look like they haven't spoke for hours, right? So there's a couple of awkward glances. She, she looks at him, he turns away and vice versa, and he's building up to this massive argument. And then she just goes, oh, it's great that you've been up front. And I'm like, well, what the fuck have we just been sat here? I'm waiting for like it to kick off or her to sort of come out with some random stuff. And it, it was it was just bizarre. I just think it was just clever editing because I don't think she actually had a problem with that. And the fact that he was up front with her was great. Yeah, 
I, I'm quite surprised. I, when, when it all unfolded initially, I was thinking, oh, you bastards, matchmakers. Because something like that, it's a big deal for some people. Now, I don't know if they've had some conversations beforehand. Maybe they've got a clue. But, you know, for a, for a, a binary kind of someone who's always been in kind of binary relationships to suddenly throw that in there does seem a little bit mischievous, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. They, they, see, we saw it, didn't we? If you look at Love is Blind, we had it, didn't we? We, we talked about them um, on the Patreon episode we've just done recently. And there was the couple, one, where he was by, and it all got horrendous, didn't it? And luckily, you know, out of the whole thing, he's got a partner now. He's, he's obviously um, he's with a guy. He seems really, really happy. That's great. But but they did play on that with Love is Blind, and I'm thinking, but he's bi. Does it matter what whether he's bi, straight, gay? It doesn't really matter. But I think he's almost coerced into saying it because the more he said it, he was like he was trying to justify it to you know to the to the screen there. I don't know. There was something off for me with Liam. I do, I, I didn't feel he needed to be. He needed to be open with Georgia, but the way mm. he was telling everyone, I was like, that's great. Please, or maybe just his insecurity. I don't know, but it felt like it wasn't him. It was the producers telling him to say that for a bit of controversy. Well, like I say, I, I just think if you are genuinely, if these matchmakers are genuinely invested in seeing these couples work, you know, that is kind of a question you ask both parties beforehand, isn't it? Yeah. I, and Or if you're in it for a bit of drama, you leave it till the cameras are rolling. And so there's definitely, you know, a bit of prod in there. Um, I, and yeah, I, what I would say is, you know, she, she did just, for her, she just brushed it off completely. Um, I, I, you know, there's, there's a, girl or woman not far from me here who had the same kind of obsession with pink like everything the house you know you can see from the outside it's all done in pink pink cars and everything and she comes across a, a bit like that doesn't she so i i don't know let's let's see i chris out of all the couples i think they're probably one of the strongest um but i've got to tell you I was quite annoyed with these new couples coming in. Like with Love Island, when the new blood comes in, it's to shake everything up, isn't it? You know, you want to see some established couples get kind of derailed a bit and cause a bit of controversy. But with this, it's like, nah, we had like a few episodes of weddings and like introducing them and the build up to the wedding and everything. It's like, I'm past this now. <laughs> I kind of want, I want, I just want the drama now. I want to see the existing couples more and, and see how they interact and more dinner parties, Chris. So yes. yeah, I must admit, I found these this second wave of weddings pretty hard going, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm with you because you mentally you feel like the people who leave, we just get a smaller group, a bit more controversy, a bit more concentration on these other relationships. And then I'm with you. I'm completely with you because we didn't see it with the UK one. This might be a format they do. I, I say I've, I've dipped my toe in and out of the Married at First Sight franchise, but the UK one certainly didn't do that um, in that way. But but also, 
it's sort of like, well, you're going off now. You're dragging the series out because we need to get back to these other people. James and Joe need to go, don't they, Dave? That was a terrible. It wasn't intentionally play on words, but they do. They need to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm with you on that. And we did get Chris and Jamie as well. And now he got called out for his, for his sort of mohawk-type haircut by your friends at the wedding and stuff. And they seem, look, they seem okay, Dave. There's a few little bits there, but I didn't... What? <laughs> Chris and Jamie? Is it? Is that? Hold on, let me scroll to my notes here. <laughs> Too many fucking people. The, the one who's a father of two, Chris. He seems like a stand-up bloke, Chris. She is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> they will never work, and I can only assume you haven't watched on. You might be a little bit behind me. <laughs> Right. How dare you? Just she, call me Gonzo, Dave. Just call me Gonzo. Fucking a nightmare. These are never going to work. He, I tried to play it safe there. He seems. He seems to be, you know, um, like a, a salt of the earth type bloke. He, he's really humble. You know, he loves his daughters. He's so happy that his daughters are, are smart and they read books and stuff he's open about the fact that she uh, uh that he left school early you know but jesus christ chris he looks like fucking ragnar rothrock he looks carved out of granite and yeah, that he's he fucking walked off the viking boat so uh, you know but she's what frustrates me about this series fucking love island all of them actually all these reality dating shows is when they talk about their types and it's like, oh, I've been shit on all my life. You know, again, I've known people now. It's like convinced that, you know, they've been shit on and everyone's done them the dirty throughout their life. And it's like, it's all a one-sided story. And it's never, the truth is never actually that. And she's going on about this. And it's like, well, my normal type is like, you know, high flyers and, you know, um, but, you know, I always get shit on. So I really want something different. And then you give them something different and then they complain about it. It's like, well, it's just not my normal type. And it's like, well, but but that's what you said. <laughs> and I just think <laughs> this couple will never work. Um, she's destined to go for the, someone with money, Chris. If you've got a nice car, you know, a Rolex watch or everything, anything, she'd probably go quite well with James, you know, some narcissist there and then, be with him for a bit and then cry that he's fucking, he's a narcissist. And it's like, Oh, I, I had no idea. It's like, well, you did choose the narcissist. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the whole package there. So yeah, I, I just, this, she is right up there for me. She's up there with Bex. I think. I'm going to hold your judgment on that, David. I'm going to <laughs> yeah. hold your judgment on it. However, Dave, we have got another little announcement because we will be doing the Bachelorette, won't we, as well? after This will be coming quite soon as well. So we'll do a couple of days. Don't, and, don't forget we said we do Love Island. And Love Island, <laughs> Love Australia, Island Australia, Dave. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's going well. And, and I mean, what you don't do, when, now let's look behind the curtain, David. So... And I'm calling you David for a reason because it's always Dave, you know. But, but what I would say is that, you know, we do other podcasts and we review movies and stuff like that, TV shows. And 
You were texting me about a movie I, I suggested. Know. What are you going to say? <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck you. He's texting me last <laughs> night. I picked John Claude Van Damme for the VHS Strikes Back, which is Death Warrant, my favorite Van Damme film. Dave texted me and he says Bolo's Eye, which I think Bolo Young is the main bad guy in most of Van Damme films. He's been in Enter the Dragon and that. I'm thinking, I'm sure the guy who's got a glass eye is not called that. Yeah, Dave's watching Double Impact, completely different <laughs> film. We even had a conversation about it this morning for five minutes before we both realized. <laughs> the thing is, is though, with, with Van Damme movies, some it's of the, the things block. are always <laughs> the same. So we were talking about some of the things that's happened, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, Girlfriend, that is very pretty. You know that that wasn't quite the words that's I was using, but you know that's <laughs> just some, something on those lines. Um, and oh yeah, you know they explain how he grew up in France or Belgium or something like that. There's always a line in there, isn't there? Yeah. In the Van Damme movie to explain his accents, and it's like the same things. It was only when you said, "Oh, what did you think of the Sandman?" I'm like. Sandman. <laughs> that was the thing, wasn't it? It was like, however, who's the you... fucking Sandman? And then however... that horrible gut churning moment. <laughs> Time is at a premium with watching oh. all this crap. And to watch and the wrong movie. movie. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'd even said to you the other week, because you put it in the diary, didn't you? Double impact. Went, no, it's yeah. death warrant. Don't watch the wrong film. <laughs> yeah. Now what you don't do that. Dave, to be fair, it's usually me. However, <laughs> we've got to go, guys. So, Patreon roll call of honor today. And we have got a new Patreon. The wonderful Michelle has joined us. So, thank you, Michelle, for becoming a Patreon. So, we have got Michelle, Keith, Lucy, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Claire, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee, Dee Hannah, Ed, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Lucky Lily Green, and Kent Gustafson. So, thank you so much, guys, as always. If you do want to support us, patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. If you want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast. And if you do want to email us, and we've not had emails for quite a while, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. There's a Chris and Dave. So, Dave. I'm going to let you go, mate. I think about your, your actions watching the wrong movie, and I'm going to watch the correct movie after we've done this podcast. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.